Hi, it's Candace Patton, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Flash, Dying Grand Gusson as Baron, a.k.a. The Flash. Uh, I'm Andy B., one of your hosts, as usual, and Breeze is sadly uh, under the weather, so we will have her next week, but I'm still joined, first of all, by Miss Tyana Hollander. How are you doing tonight, Tati? I'm doing all right. I'm just, you know, working like a dog, singing Beatles songs in my head. Believe it or not, this lowly Canadian gentleman is still on this podcast. We haven't heard him from in forever, but he's back. Mr. Andrew B. Dies, welcome back. How you been? Uh, I've been I've been very well. Thank you very much. You know, how been, have you been? We missed you. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice to hear. And we, I mean, again, we, as we were just talking about, we're. We're still sad we didn't get to see you at Comic Con, even though you were there. We were all there. There, you know. Yeah. Like, tell you want to tell didn't us. Didn't meet up. We didn't have a power yeah. power hour. We were supposed to have a power hour. Is that what that was happening? Yeah. Well, can you well, can no, you give a definition of what that's supposed to be? Yeah. Exactly. About exactly. power hour. Yeah. What's what do you what what are you talking what about? What is that a power is? hour? It's like when we all get together and then for one hour we sing Beatles songs in Korean. Mm. Y'all are useless. No, you, you're useless. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> um So Andrew, how how was your how was your Comic Con? Uh, it was very busy. It it was very um uh it, I'll say it was fun. It is certainly a certain kind of fun. It was not the usual uh, descent into hell temperature wise that it usually is in San Diego. So that made it a lot easier to deal with the massive hordes of people. Um, I saw a lot of cool stuff. I talked to a lot of very cool people, and I'm currently writing up a whole bunch of really cool stuff that will be coming out probably over the next Ooh. days and weeks from there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, Look, looking forward to seeing all that. Did you? Uh, can you preview who you talked to? Maybe because I'm, I'm guessing you mostly did a lot of uh, DC interview, interviews. So. It did. I got to speak with uh, a lot of people writing some very cool books uh, for DC Comics. And then I got to go to a lot of very cool panels with, that were kind of some unexpected gems that, that came out of them for for fans of Star Wars and uh, Avengers. And um, yeah, lots of stuff. I don't want to give too much away, but um, well, you yeah. Did, you, was, I mean, you barely gave anything away. So <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, well, we're so glad to have you back with us, and I'm because we did our we did our Comic Con recap episode last week. And I gotta ask, um, what are your thoughts about what's been announced for season six? I mean, I'm sure you've seen the trailer by now, and that you know some of the stuff that's been a- announced. I am, I, I am. I guess I've said in the past that I'm like cautiously uh, hopeful that the crisis is going to be kind of um, maybe not only like just an event, but kind of like a a watershed moment in the CW, you know, like it's called reboot. How... It's called a reboot, Andrew. Oh, I see. I don't want to use that that terrible. No, R I mean, word. but it feels like they've really like been building up to something, which I think is nice. Yes, and I don't know. I I think that in the past there have always kind of been. Um, it's been like tricky to see where the line falls between individual heroes, like stories in the crossover and in this season. And I would really hope that like this season kind of blurs that line the most. But I don't know. Well, what are you, and what are your thoughts on the new format that we're getting? Uh, well, what for which for the <gasps> season? Oh yes. Did you not? Hear I don't know. Well, no. You know, because the last. Oh yes, well, Eric said that. Well, we're no, no, going I, I, I want to, I want to tell him. I want to tell him. Oh my god! Okay, all right, okay, all right. Andrew. It's really exciting. Yes. So you know yeah. how you, you, me, and everyone else on this podcast who's been with us previously and with us right now have all talked about that the twenty-two episode format is the real villain of the season. Yes. Yeah. So in the first half, you're gonna get a big bet that will lead into crisis, and then mm-hmm. the second half is gonna deal with the fall of crisis. With a second new big bad, we're finally getting what we've been wanting for all this time. Two separate stories that yes. are each separated. Yes, I. That's that's so weird. To I guess I kind of a, like. A, I guess I did kind of assume that what happened. It would be weird if crisis happened and then they went back to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But I guess it maybe going into it able to you know voice that that way has me hopeful i I guess i'm we're obviously here to talk about one of the the big bad so i'm very curious to see what the next will be based on my experience with this one from the comics so you're saying that, say that. so you're saying but you are excited you're excited that you're we're getting our wish come true well my wish come true is for there to be more character stories than villain is scary let's all just do what the villain tells us to. That's always been less thrilling to me personally. Well, so, Taddy, well, Taddy can speak to that, right? That we're get, we're getting some of that this season. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, it sounds like we are. Um, obviously, my beloved Iris is getting a reporter story that actually, you know, <laughs> exists in the world. She's getting her own set. She's getting supporting characters that she hires and that she's training. Um, we know that Cisco's going to have a lot more of his personal life. Um, we might actually finally see where he lives. So that's exciting. Um, Killer Frost is going to retroactively mend her relationship with the group so that perhaps we will now understand why they were really chill with her after she tried to murder everybody and then became a human trafficker. Um, so petty. So, yeah. so petty, Taddy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, it's a good point. I mean, it's it's true, though. I, I am. I am petty. But I, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we're going to get to see a lot more uh, character-driven in uh, storylines, you know? Well, that's, again, that's amazing. So, um, 
Yeah, and uh, and you know, you're, and the Killer Frost is getting a new costume. Have you seen that, Andrew? I have. Are, are you happy? Um, He's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, Andrew. Go on. <laughs> well, I don't want to jinx. Hmm. It's just or the opposite of that. <laughs> it's just very much a costume. That's true. Right, I mean I know, but we can still talk about how beautiful it is. Anyway, okay. If any if anyone loves it, I love them for loving it and I love them as well. Okay, all right. We'll we'll move on. Um there's really not This any- is the one just to make sure I'm clear, this is the one that has the snowflake in the chest. S- like her new yeah. logo? Yes, her snowflake okay. is in the- Yes, her snowflake with the icicle. I'm, I am fine with that. I feel like maybe maybe it's cool that she gets to officially be, like she she has a full on like uniform as opposed to just kind of wearing coats. So I guess that is cool. Hopefully that represents her kind of, you know, she's becoming a, a force for good more than a, you know, just a because basically her other her other stuff it would be like. Um, Poison Ivy doesn't have like a uniform, right? It's just kind of her look, which which is sort of where Killer Frost has been. So hopefully, her getting an official costume means that it's kind of like her her you know work uniform, which I would be okay with. But uh, but I won't be okay with it if it's just like we're going to do the same stuff with her in here now. Look at her; she has a cool suit. Fair enough. Well, uh, there's not been any news since we last recorded. The only thing that happened, and this is at the time of recording before the CWTCA day that is happening tomorrow, because today is August 3rd. And um, so the news came out from maybe one, a very un- unreliable website, and then it got re- re- re-reported by another reliable website. But when the actor himself shared the news on his Instagram, I'm pretty sure that this has to be confirmed. So Chris Williams, who plays Black Lightning on the CW show called Black Lightning, he conf- he announced today that, uh, or seemingly confirmed that he he's in this year's crossover of the Arrowverse, uh, with the following caption saying, "You asked for it, you got it." The hashtag Black Lightning, hashtag Cries on Infinite Earth, hashtag Get Lit. So supposedly Black Lightning will be in the crossover, but he's going to have supposedly a role that is closer to what Batwoman had last season. In the last year's crossover, um, I'm not surprised, especially because I may have dropped hints last year that this was happening. So, yay! But other than that, there's really not any news. I think on next episode we're gonna talk about potential TCA DC TV news. Um, but um, but we're not here to talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths today. We're gonna do that later in the summer season. Um, uh, this week we're gonna do a new character spotlight. Which we haven't done in a very long time because we haven't had that many characters to do it for in the past. But blood work is coming to Central City. Unless it's already there. And uh, we're going to discuss Ramsey Russo, uh, a.k.a. Blood Work from the comics. And we're going to talk a little bit about his run. Because he's only been a few issues. And then we're going to do our speculations for what this means for the TV show. So, Miss Tyler Hollander, would you do the... Uh, Hello. 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 Hello, you gorgeous queen. How are you? <laughs> I am ready to share some information about Ramsey Russo. 
however you say that name, Bloodwork. Wait, did, 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 um, I, say, did I say it wrong? No, I have no idea how you. I don't know how you say Ramsey his name. Ramsey Russo. Ramsey Rosso. 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 Is it R O S S O? R O S S O. Yeah. So I, it's not Russo. I promise. It, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking about. <laughs> I'm not thinking well, about the Russo brothers. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, I think that everyone would assume it to be Russo. You know, like that's the last name you hear. Whatever this last name is, I have never heard before. So that's why I don't know how to pronounce it. But um, I know that Eric did say it. I just have forgotten. Anyway, um, Ramsey <laughs> uh, appeared uh, in The Flash 2016 run, which is by Joshua Williamson, uh, starting with issue like he's he's mentioned in issue 28, but he really shows up at issue 29. Um, and he's he is alias or his real life identity is uh, working at the morgue at CCPD, but he was a hemophiliac who was treated like a porcelain doll since he was a little boy, and he didn't understand why his parents didn't let him go out and play with other children. He didn't have any friends. He was so alone. And so then one day, he was like, I will go out and play by myself without my parents, and they won't know. And then he, like, tripped and fell on the playground or something, and then there was, like, blood everywhere. It was so nasty, and he was going to die. And that's when he realized that he was a hemophiliac. And he was like, oh, that's why I can't have friends. That sucks. Um, so he decided to go work for the CCPD, get a job at the morgue in order to, like, understand blood. Like, I guess that's the only place where you could just not only understand blood, but also begin experimenting with the properties of blood by, like, stealing equipment and evidence from CCPD because they won't notice because they're not very good at their job. So he does that until such a time that he is able to figure out how to give himself abilities, right? So it's like, yay, he now controls his blood, but he also controls everybody's blood. So he first off can, like, give himself a really nasty, like, exoskeleton that just, like, looks like a blood vessel. I don't really know what's going on. It's it's comic book art, so I can't really explain what it looks like in real life. Um, but it's really nasty, and he just looks like a living blood thing. Um, and he can also congeal people's blood or, like, twist people's bodies using their blood cells, make people's blood burn, etc. Um, and he can no longer be cut. So before, you know, smallest cut could kill him. Now his skin cannot actually be cut. Um, and also he can just, like, make rivers of blood flow. Because, like, why wouldn't you? That's, like, a great thing to do. So... He's stealing stuff from CCPD until he gets caught by some of the guards. So then he kills those guards. So sad. Poor guards. Barry sees this, tries to stop him. And at the time, when, when he first goes up against Bloodwork, he doesn't have his powers because of negative speed force reasons that we will not get into because that was a weird time in Barry's life. But no. he couldn't use his powers. <laughs> um, so he had to face him as Barry. Did not go very well for him. He almost died from, like, asphyxiation and, like, fire and almost got fired from the CCPD. Great times. But then when he finally did regain some control over his powers, he faced him as the Flash, almost got his blood sucked out of him, but eventually got him, you know, arrested in, like, the span of one issue. So Ramsey didn't last all that long, but that's okay because Joshua Williamson is still collecting those checks for the Flash TV show using his supervillains. As far as we know, Ramsey is currently in um, 
Iron Heights with his powers on lockdown. So that's that on that. Well, um, I guess because we've all we've all read um, those four issues that he's that, that he really played into. Um, let's get into what we thought of him in the comics. So, and I want to start with you. What were your what were your initial reactions when you first saw him appear in the DC universe? Oh, you mean in his like full? Well, I mean, I mean uh, both. Yeah, both. Both his bloody mess and yeah. his his creepy silver self. surfer, but it's like red blood. Um, <laughs> I you know what it's it's a funny it's funny because when when he was first announced as the the villain I remembered thinking that Bloodwork was one of the villains whose origin story is skipped over so quickly and what is like I, I remembered reading it and thinking oh they kind of left out the most interesting part of that because like you said Tatiana that like the I think it it is probably uh, one dialogue box. It is like a single line where he says basically that because his blood was uh, flawed, that he took blood from other cases and experimented right. with many human blood. And that's kind of the only explanation that's ever given. And we are – even in the one the one panel, I have it up now – it's hard to tell whether he is injecting himself with a metahuman blood or extracting his own to do the experiments. Like it is cruised by so quickly that when he was announced as a villain, I, the, for what is, I guess, kind of a rarity now, I thought, oh, that actually is a good choice because there is so much more to dive in there. Um, a scientist who has this flaw that means their blood could basically betray them, you know, and, and, lead to them being killed decides to become an expert in it um appreciates the power that this stuff that is in all of us has to keep us alive and through experimenting with what obviously is in this show as like what carries the metahuman stuff uh finds out a way to Again, maybe let's take a leap and, and okay, he can control blood now basically the way that Mara can control water in Aquaman. Um, you know, this is comic books. <laughs> You're allowed to get silly. Uh, and he can, by controlling blood, he can control basically everything in the people around him and ultimately become this weird, horrifying blood monster. Uh, but the, the, kind of, the door is kind of left open to make him a very rich psychological character to play you know like what is what is his mindset how does he view the world how does he view himself uh i guess what kind of what you were getting to he can't be cut and and i interpret that as he has such power over his own blood that like stabbing him or cutting him won't matter because he will not allow his blood to escape him so that's kind of like a Give that to the right actor or the right writer, and that can become a really rich uh, villain to kind of build that around. I I guess I'm still unclear on where the villain story is going to come from because that does kind of have to rely on the writers because in this he kind of just acts when he's found, and it, even he's not really in control. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, so if you build that out over you know ten twelve episodes, I I would that's. It's it's able to be done there. 
I just really hope that they don't descend too much into, you know, um, because the case he is making here, especially like could obviously be making in the CW, like this version of Central City is is if these metahuman abilities are alive in people's blood and can be taken and experimented and understood and shared and then replicated, that should be a big deal. You know, that that should be like a huge deal if for because there are people who these powers we've kind of talked about that before the powers oh it just makes you evil they use it in the worst possible way when the implication is not everybody would so like it's kind of like you know all of those people locked up in the pipeline that we're just forgetting about what about the people who you know can you treat people with fevers you know with meta human related to cold like it opens up a door that I'm hoping that they can open and can at least reference. Uh, Which is what? So, uh, metahuman treatment for regular humans. Like, that seems like a kind of no-brainer that even the comics really can't get into. But in the CW, the world of The Flash is literally this one city. Like, you do not need to worry about other heroes coming and, tra- you know, traipsing in and messing things up. If there are people in this city who could use the powers that we've seen to help, then I hope that this is used as a door to open that up because I think that is a really cool idea that because the comics is not a closed system, it can't really do that. So um, intangibility seems like it would have a lot of applications that would protect people and save people and make them safer. So I, I, that's, again, if, if nothing else, this is really good motivation for why Ramsey is, is doing what he does hopefully more than just for himself. So I'm really hoping they really get into that. Otherwise it's going to be a little weird to be like, you're, you're using that only to produce yet another villain and not making the point of like, well, we're smarter than him and nicer than him. (laughs) So let's not just lock him up and forget everything he's doing. That's what I'm really hopeful because he strikes me as a character that can kind of contain whatever new stuff the show wants to do or introduce or maybe recontextualize as opposed to just another monster of the week or weeks. And, and, but basically in the comics, you, you enjoy them, you know, besides his, what was it? He says red, Mr. S red. Yeah. Blood, the, blood surfer, I guess. Bloods. Oh, blood. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be a good villain. Yeah. Surfing on the river of blood. Surfing yeah. on the river of blood. Yeah. Yeah, but you okay? So you you enjoyed it. What did you think of the arc itself, though? Um, was it, were you surprised how quick it went? It was over with. Um, well, this is kind of before the. It is it is a shorter arc, I guess. We should warn. I think it is probably like two issues that it really is, which is kind of more the norm for these characters, you know, in the good old days than it is now. Like a a Batman hush is like a, a more singular thing than the common way of doing it, but. I was surprised that the fight was over as quickly, which is what anchored it in my mind as, boy, what a good idea for a character that was obviously too good to pass up, but the you know schedule did not allow for this guy to become a central villain, and maybe the character wouldn't work as well without an an actor bringing that whole psychological side to it. So that's why I'm I liked what was there. It was it was good enough and interesting enough as a villain, but it stuck me. It struck me as one that there's a lot more there that could have been explored. So that's why I'm optimistic. 
And Tanik, what about you? What did you think of him in uh, in the comics? Uh, well, I thought he was gross, <laughs> but um, I think that what I found most interesting about that arc, which was indeed two issues, uh, was the corruption, like corruption at CCPD, right? And what gets overlooked, even with someone like Singh in charge or someone like Barry who's working there all the time. What do they notice and what do they don't? How quickly can they act when they do realize something's wrong? Um, and also there was just like a little like comparison. Like there's these two characters that that are kind of like super side characters who basically are like internal affairs, right? And um, one of the women, like the woman, I think her name is Morris maybe. Anyway, she's talking about how she came from Gotham, which is like the most corrupt place ever. So like compared to that, CCPD, Central City, is like the best place on earth. Um, so I think that that's just kind of like a fun, um, you know, like that is what the Flash's world is like compared to some other places in DC, right? Um, but since in the show it's not going to be, I don't think he works in the CCPD. It sounds like he is a scientist or a doctor, like in his own right, somewhere else. He has his own practice, maybe. We know he has a backstory with Kate, Caitlin. So maybe he comes from Mercury Labs or something like that. Um, I agree with Andrew that I think it's much more interesting to see him having a larger goal. Like in the trailer, we see him say that he's like going to stop death, right? Um, and that makes me think that someone else close to him died, yeah. not like himself. Like, oh, I'm dying. Oh, well, I stopped myself from dying. Now I'll stop everyone else from dying. Like, I don't know. I feel like someone else close to him that he couldn't help uh, died. And so now he's like trying to like reverse that. Um, make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, and I also kind of like it because at first it's like, I don't know, my first instinct is like, is that bad? Do we want to stop him from stopping death? But obviously <laughs> that would be bad, you know. Just population control alone would be a nightmare. So we can get we can get a little Malthusian in there, which I think is interesting. Well, for me, I, I, I was at the point with how quickly it was. Because uh, I thought, like, hey, this could have been a good villain for like, at least like a, you know another f- three or four, five issues or something. But um, I like how sinister he was and how calculating he was, and the design itself. It took it took some time to get used to it. Then, but but now I'm just gonna go with Blood Surfer. Um, I, <laughs> Andrew, you need to trademark that before Marvel Comics comes in. It's like swoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might they might resist that a little bit, maybe. A little bit, um, but um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was an interesting arc because I was coming in when I was you know doing research for this. I was coming into this as I was witnessing Barry going through the whole negative saga, which I will say for a different day because that was, woof, that was a lot to take in. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I um I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid. Arc, which take, now takes us to the TV version, because um, I'm I'm very excited to see where we can go with this in terms of discussion. So Andrew, if you don't mind, if if you want to put on your dramatic voice, if you want to read the listeners the official character description that we got from the CW about uh, about what's coming up. Um, Doctor, I'm going to go with Doctor Ramsey Rosso. A brilliant physician with a genius intellect and the world's leading expert on hematological oncology. 
A former colleague of Star Labs' is Caitlin Snow, Rosso rekindles their friendship after they are reunited by an unexpected event. But their longtime bond is quickly shattered when the Doctor's desire to defy the laws of nature takes him down a dark path. One that transforms Rosso from an old friend into the most chilling villain Team Flash has ever faced. The monstrous Bloodwork. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. As you know chilling what? as his exoskeleton of blood. Yeah, I'll be curious to know how he arrives at that name in the show. So, he's going to be a recurring villain for the first half of the season. So, I guess by episode 7 or 8, he's gone. Um, unless he's, right. Because uh, he's not... This is, for the first time, they're actually going to just not have Or maybe... Maybe instead of just, like, being gone, maybe he'll, like, actually, uh, like, after being defeated by the Flash, he'll be like, oh, hey, Anti-Monitor, let me help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good pitch. Um, no, but, like, what, okay, so what What do we think is going to happen? Like, what do we think he's going to cause, you know, because this is not a villain that he can, because if he's trying to stop death, how can Team Flash actually stop him? Andrew, what do you think? I think that kind of in what I was maybe getting at a little earlier was if the the what I always find the most interesting is uh, when it comes to villains that are kind of of this like scientific medical realm is when the science, like the idea that they set out on is admirable and is understandable and relatable and you can see where they came from and then either they compromise or they just start losing perspective or they start not seeing the slippery slope that they're starting down because if you know like you were saying if ending death is a dangerous idea obviously uh, like we kind of says in this character description, right, that he's defying the laws of nature. And that can mean anything. But if you raise the question of making metahuman uh, or, or experimenting with metahuman blood, I feel like the moral and ethical questions that that opens up are are all over the place. So I think there are a lot of opportunities for Team Flash to oppose what he's doing on ethical grounds, on moral grounds, on superhero grounds, because it's very dangerous if he loses perspective and he has, you know, if he if he doesn't know the science and it turns him into this, you know, and, and puts him into danger and makes him angry or, or who knows what about what's happened. Uh, I, I'm, I feel like, I guess I'm optimistic because there is so much potential there that I kind of hope that they... It's an opportunity to put Team Flash through something that they haven't had to deal with before, which, like, the best villains always do. Um, whether that's, like, hey, maybe we should ask more questions about the kind of science we've been doing. Maybe we should be thinking about points you brought up that we haven't before. Because um, beating him in the comic, it's a simple thing. So, so I'm not, you know, I'm not watching this to see how they physically defeat him. But how they defeat him, even if he's locked up and put away in prison. Mm -hmm. uh, in the comic, it's such a small story that you can kind of forget about it. 
But in the show, if you're going to expand it out into he is a full character and he has well-realized ideas and everything, then even when he's locked up, the questions that he raises can remain, uh, which might be the entire point. You know, and especially going into a season that is going to be facing a lot of people with hard decisions, maybe pointing out that they haven't even been going about things the right way would be really cool. Um, so I'm more hopeful for how they how they oppose him and how he maybe helps them figure out what they value as just the guy, right? Just as Ramsey, not as Bloodwork. Bloodwork is like, okay, we can have cool superhero fights and it can be gross and horrifying and yucky and really, you know, skin crawly. But I really hope that he's a character that they have chosen because he presents an opportunity to have someone who's just as smart as them, just as familiar with many humans who decides that they are going about fixing or addressing this the wrong way. Cause then it forces them to prove why they're doing what they're doing is the right way. And that kind of gives them an opportunity to bring a lot of maybe criticism that, that has been leveled at the show into it and at Barry. So um, it would also make for a heck of a story for that Iris West, Alan. Who's I? No, I'm kidding. And that's what I like to hear. <laughs> well, I'm also one of the reasons I'm so excited is because of the fact that we're getting our first man of color to play a big bad on the Flash. Which oh is yeah, without being very like excited about this, without being puppeteered. Yes. Yeah, I I'm just excited for Senhil because just because Ty and I were like wishing for it for two seasons and then boom, he's here. Yeah, I know. We've been we've been fan casting him for all the bad guys. And here we are. Finally, uh, he has come to us. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any plans. I'm hoping that we actually get to see him, like, do go through, uh, like, a monstrous transformation. Especially because Armin is just so talented. He and his team on Encore is just so talented. I want to see... I hope it's not just black blood coming out of people's bodies and, like, black eyes. And so I, I kind of hope that we do see... A little bit of a monstrous piece to him. What, what do you think? Uh, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. very. I mean, I like the fact that it seems like we're starting with some of like a quote unquote regular man. Like we're gonna see instead of having to like go to like a flashback of like when he transformed like six months ago, we'll like see it happen in real time, which I think is yeah. interesting. It gives us it gives us time to develop a a connection with him. And also his connections with Team Flash, and gives us time for the first two episodes to actually be character development and lead up to Crisis instead of just there's a new bad guy and we have to do the following six things to stop him. Yeah, I again, I'm just, I mean, I just, I'm sorry, I'm just starting to realize now how big of a deal it is that we're actually getting Sin Heal. Like I'm like, it, it doesn't feel real because I, I rarely. I rarely like any rarely whenever I throw a like you know cast and suggestion here or there, there I ne I ever get it that if I, it's actually happening, it's surreal. Um, so we know he will be also a fr uh, a former friend of um, Kalen Snow. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, was it before or after her leather jacket bartending phase? Is what I want to know. I want to know how old Caitlin is. That she has all of these past connections and different work experience. Uh, when the time that we met her, she had already been working at Star Labs for several years, and she was only like 25. When did she go to school? What did she study? For how long? 
and she's how not, did we get here is what only, I want to know. She's only 25? No. Hold on. In season one. In season one. I'm talking about season one. Doctor Cayman's I'm saying like when we met her. February 28, 28, February 28, 1989. Yeah. So she's, she was like 25 or 26 in season oh, yeah. one. Yeah. So like, and what, yet. And yet. What, <laughs> why is this so like, unre- like why is this so real? Why is it surreal? That she would because know Because it does so- not make... No, because I'm saying, like, she was working of, like, a... Like, she has, like, a morgue experience. She's a biochemist. She's a medical doctor. She, like, did all these things in various locations before coming to Star Labs to do whatever she was doing in Star Labs for a couple of years before the particle accelerator exploded. So, that's what I want to know. How old was she when she met Bloodwork Man? <laughs> But also, I can't wait for her to get another Doomed Romance. I think it's about time. It's been like two seasons. They've been, they've been going easy you on her. You literally just quoted someone that was interviewing her. Like, Matt Madovich. I think you literally just quoted him saying those exact words. I think it's time for... Well, Matt and I, great minds think alike. Great minds think alike. Well, um, does anyone else... Do you guys have anything else you want to say about blood work and... Um, but I'm kind, of, I'm kind of excited to see how Cisco's gonna name him. Like, if 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 Russell comes out with a name himself, or if what if it's for one someone else on the team who does it, and he's like, "I hate you. How dare you steal my one of my big purposes on this team?" Hmm. I'm I'm very curious to know how they go about designing his like ultimate form because <laughs> it could be neat or the nastiest thing I've ever seen them attempt. Well, I hope it's nastier, like, nasty is better than, um, just boring, you know what I mean? Like, I remember when they did, um, the top, right? They did the mirror and the top, and those are, like, visually, like, you could imagine that being super cool in the comic, and then it happened, and it was like... Oh, boy. Oh, I'm dizzy. Yeah. I guess I'll fall down because I'm busy. Because I'm busy. Okay. So, yeah, I hope it's not like that. I hope it's not like, oh, I'm in pain because you're twisting my blood. But we don't see anything. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> again, I again, I think Eric said something about it. this is going to be one of the more darkest seasons of the show. Or like, at least uh, someone had said that it was going to be the, uh, the season of thrills and shells. Uh, so, I wonder if, like... We're getting into a buffer season six situation or something, um, um, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, I guess that's all we can say. If you guys want, if you listeners want to send us feedback or thoughts about what you think about this villain and what your what your hopes and speculations are, and uh, just email the flashback at gmail dot com. Uh, we haven't got any emails in the last few weeks. It's been very quiet in the inbox. So let's uh, let's shake up that inbox, shall we? And uh, we will read it on the next episode or something. But. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you learned tons of blood work, even though there's there's very little to go on both from the comics and from the show. But um, but hopefully by by the time we get to TCA, after we get to TCA, and when we do our next episode, we'll hopefully have some maybe some new details about the crossover or even you know about blood work. So so there you go. But let's do some plugs as usual. So Andrew, where you're at on social media, and tell them about your work on Screen Rant. Well, yep, uh, Screen Rant, you can find my work. Thank you, Andy. 
Mommy, I mean, just tell them what you do. Thanks for taking all of my thunder. (laughs) Thanks for you're stealing my wind. Uh, You can find me, I guess, on Twitter as well. River of blood. Yeah, thank you. Jeez. Honestly, there I am, that poor little Ramsey bleeding out on the playground I mean, now, I and this... Andy saying, "Andy saying they're going. What did I do? What did I do? I, I just do... poked you in the head. What did I do? I'm an emotional hemophiliac, Andy, and you've sliced me open." Oh my! <laughs> what does... That's going in my new Twitter bio. What just um... happened? It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, you can follow everything I do uh, on Twitter at Andrew B Dice, um, including all that Comic Con stuff. A lot of good things. I spoke with the writer of The Flash, Joshua Williamson, so there will be more coming from that. Um, lots of cool stuff coming. I'll be writing it all up at ScreenRant.com. And, of course, I have to plug now BVS by the minute. Uh, now that we're officially – we've crossed half an hour into the movie, and we, I think we calculated that we've spent like hundreds of hours now talking about I can't remember. But, Yeah. So do that if you if you are uh, interested by any part of that sentence. Batman v Superman, who you got? The podcast, sixty seconds. Um, I'm trying out all these new taglines, seeing which, if any of them get a response from you guys. The podcast for emotional hemophiliacs. Batman v Superman by the minute. I'm just gonna ask, when do I get to come on? Uh, where we don't actually have, we have some long term plans for guests, but. Um, we are. You're kind of putting me on put on the spot here with explaining some special episodes that we might be pitching around. So maybe stand by. Okay, I will. What, what, what would the minute be? That I get if I had to pick a minute from the movie. Yeah. Um. Don't say the obvious one. The death? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about the death. Uh, that was that's something I think Rebecca should do. Um, oh. But um, I would say I would probably want the rooftop scene with Lex and, Cl- and Clark. Mm-hmm. You already mm-hmm. done, you have already done it, have you? No, oh, please. That's like next year. Next year, I okay. think at the rate we're going. Yeah, so don't even worry about that. That's a good. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. I respect that decision. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, I, that's that's the one I would want to talk about. Okay. Um, we'll hire you as our booker. You can get Rebecca. You can get Tatiana in for the credits. <laughs> I don't even like the movie. The credits. Yeah. Excuse yourself. I mean, I don't, but that doesn't mean I can't talk about it. <laughs> we we. Already... I'm sure there was a minute. I'm sure there was one yeah. minute. Probably the lowest. So. Uh, hot tub, like a tub scene, right? The bath scene, done. We have covered the tub scene. That was one that you dis. Disgusting. We recorded it from Amoral. the tub. For anyone who has <laughs> From the tub. Okay, that's amazing. But no, I mean, there's there's others, you know, like yeah, yeah. I could do the scene where Lois figures things out, but it's not clear that she figured it out. I'm like she figured it out. Done. Yeah, she cracked <laughs> taste. Exactly. Like a regular Iris West Allen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would. Lo- I will if if you will have me. Um... I will come on and talk about the, the rooftop scene. Okay, we have, we we will talk. God knows we have enough time. We are in no rush getting to that part of the movie. When, yeah. when we're when we're gray haired and <laughs> exactly yeah. losing our memory. Yeah. All right. So. 
I did not mean to put you on the spot, Andrew. If you want to have me on, <laughs> fine. If you don't, I mean, I thought we were brothers, but okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, now who's the emotional hemophiliac? Wow. And he's been bleeding out this entire time off mic. <laughs> you gotta get okay. We gotta wrap this up so you can uh, you can make your appointment. Um, Taddy, where are you at on social media and your other projects? I am at Marcella's Ear, where you will find all my other projects, including another podcast, Ladies with Gumption, where we talk about all the DCTV ladies. Um, you can also find interviews on Screen Rant. You can find... Hashtag uh, show, The Marvel Report. Oh, yeah. I'm still everyone yeah, from the... The hashtag yeah. show, The Marvel Report, My Blood, Now on the Playground, Mixing with Andrew's Blood, Becoming Its Own Blood Monster, <laughs> um, and Ready to Attack You All. With our feelings and emotions and insightful analysis of your favorite films, television shows, comic books, and video games. Well, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Annie Rebecca. I also co-host the Titus Podcast and the Children of the Sabrina Podcast. And I also, right now, you can find me doing stuff at Screen Run that does not conflict with Andrew's stuff. Because, uh, I mean, I would never, I would never want to cross his toes. Um... Because I mean, he, I don't want, I don't want to be a piece of blood work. I guess. Uh, oh my God, what have we? You done? don't want to be part of the pumping blood in our veins. Wow, that's that's dirty. Um, but yeah, you can find me. I've done some pieces lately. Uh, one that is very much about West Island, uh, and one that uh, is about Crisis on Infinite Earths and uh, Bad Woman stuff. So yeah, there's go to my Twitter. I post all my articles there. And uh, yeah, I run the Mall Report uh, with Taddy and a lot of other great amazing people. So check us out there. Now let's do some, let's do the fastest plugs that we can for this podcast. TheFlashFacker.com for the latest news and photos and descriptions and so on for the Flash TV show as well as telling us amazing comic reviews. So check us out, check us out there every week. (laughs) Follow the podcast on social media by going to The Flash Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. And you can subscribe to the Flag Forget on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, hit us up with a five-star review. That's a great way to support the podcast. And be sure to let us know what you enjoy mo- most about the Flash TV show and the podcast. Listen to the Flash Podcast live on the Mix Radio Network on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern via the Mix with two X's dot FM. Follow the entire DCTV Podcast Network featuring epic podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Classic DCTV Shows, Krypton, Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and the upcoming Batwoman and Stargirl shows at DCTVPodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. That's what you, that's what or you Google Pod, Podcasts. Pod. Yes. That's, that's what you call a good read on Mega Feed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> DCTV podcasts have its own T public store. So if you're interested in DCTV related merchandise, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear supporting the network and allowing us to continue to make these podcasts to talk to you about our rivers of blood and our emotional hemophilia. Oh my God. <laughs> and if you have questions or thoughts about the Flash or just general concerns about our well-being because we're getting way too much into blood work, email us at theflashpikers.gmail.com. <laughs> and that's going to be it, guys. Thank you so much. We will be back next week with another episode. So until then, I'm Andy B. I'm Tatiana. And I'm Andrew. And we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast.